What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Fantasy Dreams, the show where we make your fantasy football dreams a reality. It's the corniest tagline of all of podcasting. We're already here, so fuck it. My name is Kyler Copeland, and uh, with all the pleasantries out of the way, if you will, we can go ahead and jump right into an episode that I'm very excited to cover, the NFC West Fantasy Preview. This division is stacked, super deep division, the most competitive division in football by far, in my opinion, and it's just stacked with fantasy talent. I mean, it's got high-end talent, and it's deep. A lot of guys that you'd love to have on your fantasy roster. Some guys you might not, but we'll get into all of that today. Real quick, before we get started with the Arizona Cardinals, just like to shout Twitter at QuestionPointKC. You can hit that up and ask me any fantasy football-related questions, both about the division and just whatever questions you may have that are fantasy related and i will answer those questions on air now with that out the way we can go ahead and jump in to this preview starting with the arizona cardinals they got kyler murray at quarterback currently being drafted as the qb3 finished at qb3 last year you really cannot go wrong with kyler murray as your pick he gives you that rushing floor that we've talked about in all of our episodes so far at the quarterback position i want quarterbacks who can run They give you a floor, therefore making them more consistent. Kyler Murray's got weapons like crazy. Not going to mention A.J. Green. A.J. Green is washed. But besides him, he's got so many weapons. They upgraded the offensive line with Rodney Hudson being traded there from the Raiders. I really like Kyler Murray this year. It's a toss-up on some other guys behind him if you might take him. But Kyler Murray at QB3, where he's being drafted, not mad at it at all. Kyler Murray's an outstanding pick. And another guy that I'm really starting to get higher and higher on as the summer goes on is Chase Edmonds, currently being drafted to RB27, was the RB25 last year. Still a committee guy, not necessarily going to be, you know, a 25 touches a game type of guy. But last year he had Kenyon Drake in the committee. This year he has James Conner. James Conner has struggled to stay on the field. So Chase Edmonds, I think, has had his situation upgraded quite a bit. Also, they added Rodney Hudson, like I mentioned earlier. He struggled to stay on the field, but it is an upgrade. I think this offense just takes a whole boost, which means that their scoring opportunities are higher. I think Chase Edmonds has a lot more touchdown upside than he did last year. He's not going to be LeGarrette Blunt or anything, but he is going to get more touchdowns, I think, this season than he did last year. So I think he's being drafted more and closer to his floor than his ceiling. RB27, I'll take that every time. Chase Edmonds, a great value. And uh, James Conner, like I mentioned previously, uh, he was the RB25 last year, playing 12 and a half games. He has struggled to stay on the field in his career, which is why he's only being drafted at RB34. He is probably going to be the favorite for goal line touches, maybe some early down work. I think they signed him to try to be in the Kenyon Drake role, but with his health concerns, I don't know if he can handle that. James Conner is a guy that I'm probably going to be staying away from if I'm being honest. Um, Now at the wide receiver position, you got DeAndre Hopkins, wide receiver four last year, drafted at the exact same spot this season. Can't go wrong with DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins, consistent as ever. Love picking DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, like, there's some guys under him that, you know, you could argue, which we'll get to with the next team that we're going to cover after the Cardinals. But Hopkins... Lock and load top five fantasy receiver every year if healthy, which he has been healthy throughout the majority of his career. 
Hopkins a fantastic pick. And so is Christian Kirk, man. Christian Kirk being drafted a wide receiver 70, was the wide receiver 52 last year. All they really added was A.J. Green instead of Larry Fitzgerald. Kirk's another guy to me that's being drafted closer to his floor than his ceiling, if I'm being honest. He's got touchdown upside. He's pretty good at you know getting those deep plays. Probably won't give you a lot of consistency, but he is a guy that you can play in your flex on a week-to-week basis and you know hope that you can get that upside point production from Christian Kirk. So I'd be very happy drafting him a wide receiver 70. And Rondale Moore, who they drafted in the second round, being drafted a wide receiver 78. I don't know how many targets he's going to get in this offense. He's more of a gadget-type guy that you're going to have to manufacture some touches for and, you know, jet sweeps and little bubble screens and things like that, which usually alludes to a better real-life player than a fantasy player. So Rondale Moore probably isn't a guy that I'm going to be taking in a redraft league, dynasty leagues, probably a little higher, but we're just talking about redraft for the purposes of these previews. So Rondale Moore year one, I'm probably not going to be having on my teams. And uh, there's no real notable tight ends. You can take Max Williams at tight end if you want, but if you do, I don't know what to tell you. He blocks. I don't know what to tell you. He'll get you probably like four points total on the season. So good luck with that. Uh, (laughs) Now let's go to the Seattle Seahawks, who are a very interesting team. Weird team, if I'm being honest. Pretty polarizing because they're so inconsistent on a year-to-year basis, both in real life and in fantasy, right? And that really all stems from Russell Wilson, who last year was the quarterback six, currently being drafted a quarterback six, right? And the reason he's not higher, I think, even with all the weapons and how amazing of a quarterback he is, is because A, they are a run first team, and B, Russell Wilson is too inconsistent, right? He does give you rushing floor, but for whatever reason, he just can't get it done in about half of his games. He's just not going to give you that consistent production, right? So Russell Wilson is going to be a guy that, you know, you're going to win a lot of games with him, but he might cost you some games. The one glimmer of hope is that they've been talking about potentially being more pass heavy, but they've been saying that for the last four years. I'm not fucking buying it. So Russell Wilson, a QB6, I mean, I guess, but I probably won't be taking him. I'd rather wait on a quarterback and take him there. Um, one guy I do like, though, in the Seahawks offense is Chris Carson. Currently drafted a running back 21. Was the RB19 last year despite only playing 12 games. That's the thing with Chris Carson is he's struggled to stay healthy. But if you're going for a guy in that fourth round range where he's being drafted, you know, late third, early fourth in a lot of leagues, workhorse backs are hard to come by. And Chris Carson is that. So Chris Carson despite the injury risk, I think is a solid pick, especially when you compare it to other guys. And if there's not a wide receiver on the board you want, I like Chris Carson more than a lot of running backs in his range. Um, And I mean, his only competition is Rashad Penny at running back 54 currently. He's never healthy. I know I just talked about Chris Carson not being healthy. Chris or Rashad Penny like dies on the field every season. It's fucking ridiculous. I don't know when he plays. He's been in the league since 2018. This is, what, third or fourth year? I can't do math. Rashad Penny, I haven't seen him play. I don't know what he's done. He probably has like 12 carries total. I don't know what the fuck he's doing right now. So Rashad Penny, not touching. Um, DK Metcalf, though, absolutely right. Currently being drafted a wide receiver five. Was the wide receiver seven. And DK Metcalf 
truly, truly, truly has upside to be the best wide receiver in fantasy football this year. I love DK uh, DK Metcalf's outlook for fantasy this year. And I mean, Russell Wilson is inconsistent with his production, but he's one of those guys that's good enough to make his receivers consistently productive, right? We're going to get to another one of those quarterbacks later in this preview, but DK Metcalf's an outstanding pick, going to be a red zone threat, deep play guy. Metcalf's developing his route tree every season. He's just getting better and better. That third year window is usually when these receivers truly break out to stardom. Metcalf did that in his second season, so his third season, I expect to be insane. So Metcalf's a guy I really like. Tyler Lockett, however, not really a fan of, if I'm being honest. He did finish as the wide receiver eight last season, but he's being drafted a wide receiver 22, so you might be thinking, why is he being drafted so low? He's wide receiver eight. Why would you not pick him at wide receiver eight and wide receiver 22? I'll tell you what. So he had one game last year where he had 55 points against the Cardinals, most by a wide receiver, I think, besides Tyreek Hill in Week 12 against the Bucks, Had him for that game. Thank you, Tyreek. But a lot of Tyler Lockett's production was based off of three or four huge games, and the rest was inconsistent. We've talked about consistency every episode of this series. I love consistency with my guys. It's not a best ball league. You know, if you're going for best ball, Tyler Lockett, it's going to be probably way higher than wide receiver 22. But for a redraft league where it's not best ball, Tyler Lockett's a guy that I just don't really like. He's too inconsistent. He's a guy I'm going to be staying away from this season. Uh, and then Dwayne Eskridge currently being drafted a wide receiver 100 being drafted to the Seahawks this year. I mean, I guess more of a dynasty guy than a redraft league guy. I don't know if the passing volume is going to be there enough for him to produce as a rookie. It's been pretty rare for the third receiver on the Seahawks to produce. So I'm a little skeptical of Eskridge. But, you know, that late you can take a receiver if you want. I'm not going to be mad at it. Uh, and Gerald Everett at tight end coming over from the Rams currently being drafted tight end 23, was the tight end 24 as a backup tight end on the Rams. I kind of like Gerald Everett as a pretty late tight end guy. I'm a guy that likes to wait on tight end, so Gerald Everett I'll take every time as just, you know, if I'm going late, I pick two tight ends back-to-back rounds just to ensure that I have a couple guys that can break out. Everett's one of those guys that I like taking in a lot of my mock drafts. So, um, yeah, Gerald Everett, steal in my opinion. Right now, we go to the 49ers, and the 49ers have the most question marks of any team in this division to me because it's the only team who we don't know who's going to be the quarterback, right? Jimmy Garoppolo has had his time. Jimmy G, you know, he's hurt a lot. He's inconsistent. I believe he got benched at one point last year for Nick Mullins. He's just not that good. They drafted Trey Lance, number three overall. So whoever's going to be quarterback for this team, is really going to shape the outlook of this entire 49ers fantasy outlook, not just the quarterback position. Trey Lance is going to be an interesting guy if he does start. He is being drafted at QB 23. And like we've talked about with the rushing aspect of quarterbacks, if Trey Lance is able to start, he's a plug-and-play guy most likely. So Trey Lance, I actually like whenever he does step on the field. Right, Jimmy Garoppolo, not as much. He doesn't run. Kind of sucks. Don't take him. But Jimmy Garoppolo does probably pass for more yards than Trey Lance would. Trey Lance is more of a running quarterback. 
Got to take a Lamar Jackson-esque system to make that offense work. So Garoppolo might actually be better for these receivers to succeed. But we'll, I'm getting ahead of myself. We'll get to receivers in a second. Let's go with running backs first, right? Raheem Mostert, currently the RB29, only played eight games last year. Mostert is a big play threat. Raheem Mostert, you know, I think he has the highest yards per carry in NFL history, which is kind of wild if you think about it, or at least up there. Should have probably looked that up, but I'm too lazy to do it now. But Raheem Mostert's the big play guy, not going to get a lot of touchdowns. He can't really carry a big workload. And I think this is another thing we've talked about on the show before. If not, we'll talk about it now. If you're looking at guys that are in a committee and running back, I like to take the latest one instead of the earliest one just for the sake of value. And to me, that's Trey Sermon, who's being drafted at RB38, drafted there out of Ohio State. Trey Sermon I actually love, especially with Jeff Wilson being hurt out four to six months. Trey Sermon is shooting up the depth chart. I love taking Trey Sermon. Absolute steal at RB38. And then Wayne Gallman at RB79, not bad. If Raheem Mostert does go down, or Trey Sermon if he gets hurt, if we're being honest, Wayne Gallman, he's boring, but you can play him, right? And Wayne, you need a couple of those guys on your bench so you can plug and play in the case of an injury, right? So Wayne Gallman, I'm fine with that pick, right? Um, let's go to Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel, these two receivers on the team, right? Like we talked about with the quarterbacks, not a lot of passing volume. So I think only one of these guys are really going to be able to support an actual consistent production, especially with George Kittle. You know he's going to get his. I think if I had to pick a receiver that would actually get that production, it is Brandon Ayuk. He's being taken at wide receiver 25. He's a guy I like to break out. He finished at 35 last year despite only playing 12 games and being a rookie and, you know, an in uh, changing quarterbacks throughout the year. So I like Brandon Ayuk. Debo Samuel, not so much because you can only support so many guys in this offense. And then George Kittle being played at tight end three. I talked about TJ Hawkinson. I'll talk about Darren Waller in a future episode. I could see Kittle falling out of the top three of fantasy tight ends this year, but you can't really go wrong with Kittle. I'm not going to be mad at it. One stat with him, though, is he only played five games last year where he averaged or where he played over 65% of the snaps. And he did average 20 PPR points, which is kind of crazy. So I'm not going to be mad if you take George Kittle. And um, before we go to the Rams segment, let me go ahead and bring up my guy, Kendall. What's up, Kendall? Kendall, are you there? All right, cool. Thanks for making me look like a dumbass. Really appreciate it. <laughs> Shit. Okay. Are you there, Kendall? Are you there now? Yo. Hello? You there, Kendall? Yeah, I was eating some cereals. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, bro. We're doing the the NFC West fantasy preview. You know, Cardinals, Seahawks, 49ers, and Rams. I don't know how familiar you are with these guys, but um, if you want to ask a question about any Cardinals, Seahawks, or 49ers players, uh, I would really appreciate that. But um, yeah, if you, if you have any questions, you can let me know. Um, I 
would the Cardinals do with Kyler Murray? That's, that's my, my my question. Kyler Murray. What, what's what's going on with Kyler Murray this year? Uh, well, I mean, for fantasy purposes, he has a lot of weapons, and we talked about the offensive line being upgraded. So Kyler Murray's a guy I really do like this year. He's being drafted quarterback three, which I think is pretty good. He has upside to finish as the best quarterback in fantasy. So uh, I like Kyler Murray a lot this season. Quarterback three? He's that high? Yes, he is. He finished at QB three last year. What the? <laughs> is it because he can run and he's so little? Yeah, running quarterbacks are a cheat code in fantasy because if you think about it, right, it's just a math equation, right? Because to get one point passing, you have to throw for 25 yards. But running with a quarterback, you th- you run 10 yards and you get a point. Mm. So it's kind of just the math of it. The running quarterbacks are going to be better. So when it, when it comes – this is just a fantasy question in general. Sure. When it comes to it, though, like I get – you know, is it best to, because I know, like, you draft quarterbacks not first round. That's just, like, a thing you don't do. Yes. But correct. if you can get a Kyler Murray first round, like, let's say you're it's a 12-man 12 12-man 12 lineup draft or whatever, and you have, like, the 10th, 11th pick, do you just get that Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson type of quarterback there? Is that No, safe? you never take quarterback stupid. first round. Kyler Murray, okay, well, First off, let's get this out the way that in a lot of leagues, like Patrick Mahomes is usually going to be drafted as QB1. Mahomes probably isn't going until late second, early third round at highest, right? Because people are going to get their running backs. Running backs are way more important than quarterback in fantasy, and they're way scarcer, too, to find the production. So, uh, no, you never take a quarterback in the first round no matter what. Mm. Okay. Okay. I am glad you asked that question. You brought up a conference that I don't really know about. I never watched that conference. But really, I think it's the most fun conference right now. I I I rarely watch that conference. I think the Forty Nine still have Jimmy Garoppolo on their team right now. They do still have Jimmy Garoppolo, but they drafted Trey Lance. So, oh yeah, they did draft Trey Lance. Yeah, Trey Lance. So who's going to be starting then? Uh, I would guess Jimmy Garoppolo for the start of the season, but Trey Lance will probably come in at some point, either due to uh, Jimmy Garoppolo um, getting hurt, getting benched, or taking a break to date another porn star. I mean, he's a hit. You know what? Never mind. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean uh, I'll take Jimmy Garoppolo for my Cowboys. I'm gonna pick you him up take the Jimmy Garoppolo on the Cowboys. Yes, over Dak Prescott today. Kendall, okay, listen, this is a fantasy podcast. We're gonna, hold on. I'm gonna step away from fantasy for a quick second. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm joking. I'm joking. So, okay, <laughs> we're gonna talk about fantasy. Um, so I'm trying to think of the quarterbacks in that division. So you got the Seahawks. It's Kyler so Murray what? on the Cardinals. You got yeah. Russell Wilson on the Seahawks. You got Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo on the 49ers. And I am about to jump into the Rams. Um, if you want, I can just go into the Rams and then you can ask yeah. questions. Yeah, go into the Rams. I asked some questions about that. All right. The so the Rams this offseason did acquire Matthew Stafford at quarterback instead of Jared Goff. Stafford currently being drafted as the QB 12 was QB 15 last year. And this is another one of those teams like what we were talking about with Russell Wilson, where the quarterback is good enough to let a lot of these receivers produce, but not himself necessarily on a consistent basis. Stafford can't really run, and he's got some injury issues, his back, 
has been giving him issues the last couple of seasons. So Stafford, I don't love in fantasy, but it's a huge upgrade for everybody else in this offense, right? Just scoring potential, just being a better team, not being ass at football like Jared Goff. Stafford's pretty good, but not necessarily for fantasy purposes, right? Let's go to running back, right? And uh, I don't know if you've been in rooms, Kendall, where I've talked about this guy, but Cam Akers is just the best. I love Cam Akers so much. Currently being drafted RB11, only played 12 games last year, and he's a rookie in a Sean McVay offense, so he didn't get a lot of touches and a lot of shine. But when he did get the work, he was very, very impressive. I haven't done my rankings yet. My rankings will come out later in the summer. But Cam Akers is going to be ranked stupid high. I'm talking like top seven minimum. Cam Akers is really fucking good to me. This offense is crazy. I like Cam Akers scoring potential. He should be the workhorse. Um, Kendall, did you have something you wanted to ask? So, so, okay, Cam Akers, right? He's a guy who can also catch the ball at the backfield, right? Yes, yes, he can. So those are the running backs that are the best running backs to get, right? Yeah, because whenever I'm doing these rankings based off of PPR leagues, point per reception. So uh, if you can get guys that can run and catch, then uh, that's very good. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I've heard about Cam Akers before. I've seen him play. He's good. But, I mean, when I think about running backs, it's just like they got to be with a quarterback that passes to the running back as well. Right. So it's like there's probably some running backs in this league that – like there's running backs in this like that, that's, what, that's what I think about I know this isn't the conference but Alvin Kamara I don't think he's going to have a good season like he used to with uh, Drew Brees I but agree we covered that on our Saints Alvin. episode yeah we, yeah they talk about that Kamara probably won't yeah. be as good so I feel like you can be a great receiving running back but if you don't have a quarterback that passes you the ball there's no point so uh, me I, I know you like him but me I think it's I think every time drafting one of those guys that unless they're like top three receiving running backs it's a risk because the quarterback doesn't have to pass to him that's true and you make a good point there are running backs who are good at catching the ball but they don't get the target so therefore they can't reach their full potential you're right but Matthew Stafford I think you gotta look at it with the context of where he was, right? So when you look at just like the running backs he's had, their catch numbers aren't going to be crazy because A, they were always in kind of a running back by committee situation, and B, the running backs have been ass, right? Until this past season with DeAndre Swift, really, they've been pretty ass. But he does throw to their guys. You know, he had had Theo Riddick in his backfield. Theo Riddick only caught the ball. He didn't run. He was only there to catch. So he definitely does throw to running backs. Um... More than Jared Goff, I would say. So I think Cam Akers even gets an upgrade in that regard. Oh, wow. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, like if I – okay, this might be bold, but like – okay, I don't know if this is something I'm going to do in my rankings, but like he might be over Kamara in my rankings. (gasps) Oh, whoa. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I really don't like Kamara this year in fantasy. I think Cam Akers – is probably going to be better. I'm going to oh. be honest. That's you from 13 to 1? Yeah, it's from 11. I'm not saying he's going to be 1, but I don't think Kamara is going to be that good. I think Kamara is probably more around, you know, the 8 to 10 range of where I'm going to rank him. 
Eight to ten. I think I'll rank him eight to ten. Did I miss uh, something that he tear this yell? Did his knee twist <laughs> off his leg this season? What happened? No, I mean like he was he was great this uh, past season, um, but it was still Drew Brees, a quarterback, right? Who is still going to throw him the ball? He's got Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston throwing him the ball, right? And um, this is all stuff I've covered, by the way. If you want to get the full extent of this recap on that uh, NFC South Ooh. preview. But, um, you know, he's not a guy that gets a lot of carries. He usually gets 12 to 15 carries a game. Latavius Murray usually gets more. So um, he's not a high-volume carry guy, and uh, he's not going to get as many targets. So it's just not really there. Hmm. I'm so confused. (laughs) It's okay, bro. It's okay. Fantasy... Fantasy is kind of complicated, especially if you, like, delve deep into real-life football and then you go into, like, fantasy football and you're like, why the fuck is Tyler Boyd so good? (laughs) Yeah. um, Okay. Yeah. um, Back to the Rams. Back to the Rams. I don't know how we got on Camaro. But... Daryl Henderson is the backup running back, currently being drafted RB50, was the RB36 last year. I actually really like his value. Malcolm Brown isn't on the team anymore, so I like that. It's a committee back. There's exceptions to every rule. I'm taking Cam Akers in this committee because I don't think it's going to be that sort of situation this year. I think it is going to be a workhorse back. But if Cam Akers does go down, first of all, I'll cry. Second of all, Daryl Henderson will step into a pretty startable role. Pretty consistent, high-end RB2, low-end RB1 in the games that Cam Akers can't play. So Daryl Henderson's a pretty good value at RB50. Um, Now to the receiving core, which is what I was talking about with Stafford making the offense better. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup on this receiving core. Robert Woods is currently being drafted at 17, Cooper Cup at 21. Woods last year finished at wide receiver 13, while Cup finished as the wide receiver 26. And sticking true to those finishes and to the ADP, I like Robert Woods over Cooper Cup for one reason and one reason alone. I know I've said it like 18,000 times. It's the word of the day. It's the word of the week. It's the word of the month. And it's the word of this podcast. Consistency, consistency, consistency. Robert Woods is very consistent. One of the most consistent guys, in fact, you can get in fantasy at the receiver position. So Robert Woods, I love. Cooper Cup, I think his upgrade at quarterback is a big deal. So I do think wide receiver 21 is a solid value. I don't like him as much as Robert Woods, but he is going to get more scoring potential and probably more targets and probably more yards. So if he can stay healthy, Cooper Cup is pretty good, right? And then they also have a lot of other receivers that are going to be competing for the third receiver spot, right? Uh, Tutu Atwell is the guy they drafted. Uh, They drafted Van Jefferson last year. They signed Deshaun Jackson. Um, the only one that was in the top 100 on Fantasy Pros list of average draft position was Deshaun Jackson for no fucking reason, first of all, right? Deshaun Jackson played five games last year, and I had to look this up because I was like, when's the last time he played every game? Deshaun Jackson has not played 16 games in a season since 2013. That's wild. Deshaun, I don't know why. People, I, I'm not going to lie. I took Deshaun Jackson last year in fantasy. I'm ashamed to admit it. I'm not perfect. I took Deshaun Jackson. He was dumb. Never take Deshaun Jackson to fantasy anymore. He's terrible. Uh, and just don't do it. He'll get you one game of 90 yards and a touchdown, and then his hamstring will turn to pulled pork, and you can't use him ever again. He's fucking garbage. Don't take him. Um, one guy I do like, though, on this Rams thing, now that I just fucking 
Rose should Sean Jackson <laughs> is Tyler Higby, uh, who's currently being drafted at tight end sixteen. Was the tight end seventeen last year? Gerald Everett's not on the team anymore. I don't know why his ADP hasn't risen at all. I actually really like Tyler Higby this year as a late round tight end. In fact, you know I like waiting on tight ends in most seasons. So if I'm being honest, like Higby's a guy I really like, and he's probably my number one target in terms of waiting on tight ends. If I don't get Hawkinson in the you know rounds five to six range where I think he's going to be taken, I'll take Higby that late every single time, man. I'm very pleased with having a Tyler Higby on my teams. Um, so yeah, that is that is that. But we got a uh, we got my guy Momo on the stage. Momo recovering the NFC West. Do you have any fantasy questions or any potential hot takes on this division for us? Um, nothing really. Um, who are the 49ers receivers? Uh, 49ers have Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel as really the only two uh, notable guys in the depth chart this season. Mm. I'd be heavy on a 49ers running back just because they're coming in with a rookie and he's going to get lots of loads. Is Mostert the uh, running back one? Yeah, Mostert's the RB1. Trey Sermon, who they drafted out of Ohio State, is the RB2. Um, I talked about that a little bit earlier that I like Trey Sermon over Raheem Mostert when you consider value just because Mostert's yeah. not a guy that gets like 20 carries and he does get hurt. So I like Trey Sermon a lot. Yeah, I would be focused on 49ers uh, running backs just because of the new rookie quarterback and they really don't have much to go with on receivers. For sure. I think the only uh, concern about 49ers running backs is uh, there is a history of running quarterbacks not throwing to the running back. When you think about it, like Lamar doesn't really throw to his running backs. Kyler Murray doesn't really do it. Uh, Russell Wilson doesn't really do it. Um, so it is a little bit of a concern in that end. But I think that their scoring upside in the red zone is enough to to counteract that a little bit, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so yeah, I guess the last thing I'll ask, um, I guess we'll stray away from fantasy real quick before we head out of here, is uh, I, I mentioned this at the top of the show, that this is probably the most competitive division of football. It's not even close. It's probably the most exciting as well. How do you see this division shaking out, man? Who do you think is going to win the division? I I have um, I have the Rams winning it. Um, I think Stafford was huge trading in uh, trading for him and getting rid of Goff. Um, and that's been their like literally main issue last season was just Goff's inconsistency with the team. Um, I think Cardinals, especially with getting uh, second year with the same system, with the same coach, and then building chemistry with uh, D-Hob. Um, who do they draft this year? I don't I uh, they, uh They took Zayvon Collins at linebacker, yeah. Okay, that should that should help. Um, I think Cardinals uh, second. Russ Seahawks are interesting because they right. Russ is literally just carrying that team. And, and to <laughs> yeah. be honest, like if they didn't have Russ, they would be what like one of the worst teams. Um, like I I don't know I. It's hard. It's hard to like know what the Seahawks are going to do this season. For sure, right? I think the Seahawks are a pretty unpredictable team. They're inconsistent in both real life and for fantasy, like I covered earlier. So um, the Seahawks are a team that I don't really believe in. Um, I don't think the Seahawks make the playoffs this year, if I'm being honest. 
Um, that's really the one team in the division I feel confident in saying that. But, um, yeah, I don't really love most of their guys. Um, as far as fantasy, too, I really only like Chris Carson and DK Metcalf. Oh, and Gerald Everett, too. But Russell Wilson and Tyler Lockett, probably not. Um, so, yeah, if, uh, if that's all that you have, unless you have any final questions, final takes, we can go ahead and wrap up this episode. You got anything else for us? No, that's pretty much it. All right. Well, uh, I do appreciate you coming up here, Momo. And thank you, everybody, tuning in to listening to the show today. Next week, I'll be doing some team in the AFC. Now that we finished up the NFC conference, I haven't decided what team, but uh, we'll make it a surprise. We'll do that. Totally wasn't me not being organized and planned. It's totally just a surprise for y'all. So I'll see y'all next week. Appreciate y'all. Again, uh, hit on my Twitter at QuestionPointKC for any fantasy questions, fantasy hot takes that I can read on the air. I'll for sure get those to y'all. And uh, yeah, see y'all next time. 